Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Drag is the new spandex. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Are We Still Calling This Drag is the New Spandex? Yes. God damn it. Yes, we are. God damn it. Well, he has nothing to do with this, baby. You leave him out of it. (laughs) Um, For those of you who listen, for those of you who don't, my name is Oral. I'm the host of this, like, side thing that we do every once in a while we every time we swear that we're going to do it more regularly it doesn't happen and I, i'm tired of lying to you listeners i'm tired of the <laughs> lies and the deception like we'll do it when we can i'm sorry um we have pat who's in the um producer's booth what's going on and by producer's booth i mean right next to me you're it's destroying nice, the illusion. That's a nice table. Mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that from Ikea? Yes, it is. The finest of balsa wood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and across from me in our NPR-like studios, we have the return of Ginger Minch. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you for asking. Okay. So, okay. I want to do something a little odd. Meth. <laughs> no, because okay, I'm just I've, checking. You know, I've seen there's only been like two people I've seen on meth who are really good looking. <laughs> One of them is Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Oh. So that was makeup. And two was this one guy who started talking to me. And I'm like, I've seen you before, haven't I? And then he messaged me later that night. He's like, Yeah, we just met like at this establishment that maybe one of us works at. And he's like, were you trying to buy cigarettes? He's like, yeah, I was trying to buy cigarettes. And then tried to give me the hookup. So, Oh, oh that guy. Uh-huh. At um, the Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at the Wawa. It, it truly is a one-stop shop. <laughs> um, but no, 
I want to know uh, now, yes. how has Drag Race changed your life? Oh you were God. in the top three, which is the coveted like yeah. position. It's the ones that everyone remembers, unless you're Latrice Royale. <laughs> but like after that, like what? Take us through that like step by step process of okay, I'm in the top three. I've made it this far. I may not have won the crown or snatched trophies, but take us from there. Well. What I will say is, you know, when we finished filming season seven, we hadn't even gone to top three at that point. Oh. It was still top four. And we didn't know who the final three were going to be. We had our assumptions, of course, and we all kind of hoped it would be us. But uh, it wasn't until the the top three episode aired mm-hmm. that we knew who the actual top three That's were. That's right, because they're doing that, like, cloak and dagger like, yes. shit now. Well, yeah, all thanks to Raja running <laughs> her mouth and season <laughs> Girl, I got bills to pay. I need right? to collect those top three checks now. <laughs> but it also um, it, it kept the excitement there for mm-hmm. for those of us who made it to the top three. I mean, it it really kept us on our toes. It it was also very interesting to sit and watch the season unfold because through TV magic, um, some situations kind of take on a life of their own, mm-hmm. and they are presented in a way that may be a little bit different than you actually recollect experiencing them. I'm not going to say that editing is the lie and whatever, because they can't edit you to say stuff you didn't say, mm-hmm. but um, it was certainly very interesting to kind of see what situations and comments were brought to the forefront. Um, and then when we got into the final three and, and we were there and we were filming the finale, I felt like I had a really good shot going into the finale of winning the crown. I had a lot of support on my side, but you, you were the talk of the town, <laughs> like leading up to that. Final it's a small episode. town. <laughs> Ain't too many people to talk about no more. Um, well, I will say I, I was initially very disappointed. Of course, everybody wants to win it. And the three of us got so close. Mm. Of course we wanted it. And in that moment, I was devastated. But three hours later, I was on an airplane. Well, I went to the airport to JFK because we did the uh, the finale party in New York. Mm. And the woman behind the counter at Delta recognized me. She's like, oh, honey, we, we all were rooting for you. We're so sad that you lost. We've gone ahead and bumped you up to business class. And I was flying to London. Oh. So oh that my. was real nice. They had the nice seats, the, the fold down. You could take a nap. You get all the cable access and the premium channel. Girl, there's cable? There is. I ain't even got cable at my house. Um, but so then I get on the plane and the entire staff recognizes me. I, I look up and there's a line of, of flight attendants waiting to take pictures and give me their condolences and tell me how much they love me and how much they were rooting for me. So, of course, they took care of me the entire flight. And then I got to London and the most amazing like moment of my entire life happened. I, I'm standing on a street corner. And I'm like changing money, you know, I'm trying mm. to get some of their money for mine. And I turn around and there's a huge line of people. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm holding up the line. I better go. And the one goes, are you Ginger Minge? The one right at the front. I was like, uh, yes. Hi, thank you. All of them just start screaming and cheering and clapping. I stand there on the street corner doing a meet and greet <laughs> with the people of London for an hour and a half. This double-decker bus drives by, and it has all of our faces on it from season seven. 
So I'm in London, like my favorite place in the world. I'm there. I'm signing autographs. I'm taking pictures. People are crying and telling me how much they love me. My face drives by on a double-decker bus. I go to get my nose pierced just because I'm in my feelings in this mm-hmm. moment. I chopped all my hair off, bleached it, and pierced my nose all on the same day. And this big, burly guy, we were at Top Shop in London. And he's just covered in tattoos and piercings and everything. I turn the corner. He drops to his knees and starts crying. He's like, oh, Michael, Ginger, I love you so much. Oh, you don't understand. You really changed my life. You saved my sister's life. Well, so he goes to pierce my nose and he's shaking so bad. I was like, I don't think this is a good idea right now. (laughs) So I had to sit and hold this poor man's hand so he could calm down while his assistant pierced my nose. And then that night, I went and performed at GAY, um, which is held at Heaven, and which is, you know, where Madonna's performed. Mm-hmm. Divine did her, her, like, huge show that everybody remembers there. And um, I did the show. It was a lot of fun. I saw a lot of naked boys. And then the owner of the club came up to me and he said, all right, we're going to take you downstairs for the meet and greet. And I want to let you know, Bianca Del Rio had the longest and hers was 45 minutes. So yours can be anywhere from 30 to 45 Three and a half hours later, oh my god, I am still on top of this giant bed. Just okay, so what happened was <laughs> I, the first person that came up to take a picture started making out with me, and then everybody wanted to, and I was again in my emotions and recently divorced and all of that. It was like, so why, yes, exactly, yes, I will have all of London. So down my I throat. pretty much made out with like 3,000 people. <laughs> And it was so bad that there was a little blurb in one of their newspapers that my friend sent me a couple days later. It says, move over, Elizabeth. England's got a new queen. <laughs> Ginger Minch snogs her way into society or something like that. Something stupid. You were in a British tabloid. I was. That's how you know you made it, girl. But And so this whole long way of saying the best thing that could have ever happened to me was not winning. Okay. Because people have kind of um, rallied behind me. Even the people that started to hate me because of however they felt I was portrayed on the show or how I acted or whatever, they suddenly turned around and went, well, you are a bitch, but you are talented and you probably should have won. So whether I think I should have won or not, it doesn't matter so long as there's that support behind me. Well, you know, just because you win Drag Race doesn't mean that it automatically translates because, you know, some of the people, um, some of the queens that have come through that everybody remembers, like, Jujube didn't win. No. Like, you know, like, Braja, I mean, yeah, she won. But, like, Pandora Box. Raven uh, got first runner-up twice. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and so, like, you think about... You know, all of the people who take how far they've gotten and then they run with it and then mm-hmm. they snatch everything on on their way. Like, I feel like that's what, you know, one, you have to do in life anyway. And two, especially when it's like when it's you and you you're like you're on top, like you hit Mount Olympus. Exactly. Like you you may not be Hera, but you <laughs> can be Dionysus. You can be I'm Demeter. not Hera, but I'm Thera. <laughs> uh, well, and you know, the. A lot of people have asked me the same question. They say, you know, how how has it changed your life? How has it affected you? Mm. Da, 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 da. It it changed my life. I mean, my life did a complete 180. I was not a happy person. I was not happy in my life when I went and filmed RuPaul's Drag Race. And for, you know, that, that period of time when it was just first starting to air, I just wasn't happy with me. And what Drag Race did for me was give me that distance and that perspective 
from my life so I could look in on it mm. and say, okay, well, I'm not happy in my relationship and I haven't been for a very long time. So how do I fix it, change it, get out of it or whatever and move on? Um, I haven't talked to my dad in years. How do we fix that? Mm. I haven't seen either of my brothers in 15 years. How do we fix that? And it fixed all of these things for me. So for the first time in my life, I'm in a relationship that I'm completely 100% happy in. I have a relationship with my father. I talk to him every day. I talk to both of my brothers. I went to um, San Antonio, Texas for a month and a half, and I played Dr. Frankenfurter and Rocky Horror out there. And it just so happens that my brother, JJ, was stationed there with the military. So he and I ended up spending a month and a half together and reconnecting that way after 15 years. And it felt like no time had passed at all. Mm -hmm. And I actually tweeted Rue and said, thank you for like giving me my life and my family back. And in one rare moment, <laughs> she actually acknowledged me. <laughs> I'm very happy for you and I love you. So, um, Okay. So we've got all the like, the canned sort of, oh, like, what happened, this, that, and the other. Uh -huh. One, I'm super jealous because I've never made the London. And when I get there, you get to get paid to kiss 3,000 people. <laughs> I'm going to have to pay to kiss 3,000 people? And I don't know if that's going to work They're out too well. They're very friendly over there. You probably won't have to pay. Okay. Just probably. You didn't say corner. you won't. I'm just going to sit on the corner. You'll be all right. <laughs> okay. So... Ginger, so, let's dish. dish. Girl, yes. what happened? What happened? Okay, so what is it like? Because we, we've spoken before. Of mm -hmm. course, everybody remembers that episode. Cue that tag. <laughs> Wasn't it great revisiting? Okay, so <laughs> when... There will be no episode insert there. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's always fun to pretend that it'll be there. Okay, so when we first spoke... Um, mm -hmm. you had finished, you had wrapped Drag Race and it was, I think about to start like in like a few days. Yeah. And so there wasn't much that you could say, and there's probably <laughs> still not much you can say, but like, what is it really like now that you're out of it and you don't have to pretend like, oh, like, I don't know how far I made it. Yeah. Like what, what is, what was it? Recording? Well, let me say okay. before we move into that, how hard it was to do that because I'm just a good old southern boy and all we love to do is eat and run our mouths. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was so hard for me to be out at the club with all my friends and all of them going girl I, I, I did my, my clockwork and I saw that you were gone for seven weeks <laughs> so that means you made it to this point and me having to sit there and go I don't know I don't know in, in my head I'm screaming I'm in the top four <laughs> buy me a drink see and I remember um one of the reasons why I love you um, is that you stayed a working girl. Like, yes, <laughs> Drag Race is is on. We're watching um, the episodes. We're rooting for you. But I don't know if you remember this because you've done so much in your life since then. <laughs> Drugs, mostly. <laughs> you perform, and it's one of my favorite pastimes here in Orlando, sunny Orlando, Florida. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. The city, beautiful. <laughs> the city, beautiful, my ass. <laughs> Something like that. Um, you worked at Hamburger Mary's, and you always mm -hmm. do the Easter brunch. Yes. Now, I love an Easter brunch because I can never, I could never make it to a gospel brunch, and I've always wanted to do that. And what better way to experience a gospel brunch 
Then on Easter, when everyone's decked out in their best pastels. With the cross-dresser for Christ. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, um, we hadn't seen each other in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, there with a boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How'd that work out? Oh, <laughs> well, you know what? Just like you, I went through this transform uh, transformative period in my life where I'm just like, you know what? This isn't going to work. And now you're a trans woman of color. Uh, you know what? I'm doing the best I can with what I got. <laughs> That's <and> I- <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it's Easter. Yes. And you're doing the parade and the big numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do that thing that I love when um, when everyone at Hamburger Mary's takes time to talk to families who bring their children. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it really is this, like, really cool sort of experience where you have this crossroad of, like, parents who are just, like, there are all different types of people. Yeah. Um, and you may not know that just visibly by looking at them. But, you know, get to know them because you realize they're just like us. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to these two boys, and I think they're from Canada. Could be. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yes. Yes. One of them is wearing a hat, and you're trying to talk to them about like the the a hockey team. I almost <laughs> said football. I don't know if Canada does hockey. Yeah, or football. Yeah, but, well, yeah. Canada's hockey. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, you know, do you do you like that team? And you're they're like, uh, they're like, do you just like the colors? And he's <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, well, you know, a lot has changed. He's like, we can now even eat with them, like, and not be a big deal. And you motion towards me and this and in the <laughs> sea of white people. Do you remember this? Yes, I okay. remember it. And so I was just like, well, maybe Ginger saw me, maybe not. She's really busy. She's in the middle of a show. Like, I'm just going to be sitting here drinking my Bloody Marys. And I'm dying. <laughs> dying. Just, like, tears pouring down my face. Flames on the side of my face. Yes. And the boy I'm with um, is of a lighter, whiter complexion. The hell um, you say. hmm And he, he's like, what's so funny? Like, why are you? And then it clicks. And he says, oh, my God. And he starts laughing. And the only other person that got it in that room was this lesbian who might have been, like, Dominican girl in the corner. I, like, to this day, that is the funniest shit I have ever heard well, in my entire life. Well, I am so life. glad. Well, you know, a lot of my humor, it's I, – it, I, I base Ginger on all of those good old Southern Baptist church ladies mm-hmm. that I grew up with. And – the one thing that I love to pull from them and, and poke fun at is the fact that they don't mean to be racist, honey. They just are. And that's why I draw a lot of my humor from from not just race, but just differences in, in you know, how people are and how they interact. Mm-hmm. I like to point out the differences because whenever you can see how different we are and that we're all different – we're suddenly all a lot more alike. Yeah. And you know, what's, what's funny is that um, if you're not lucky enough to live um, in a town where, you know, your hometown queen is, is in drag race, like mm-hmm. the, the Olympics of drag, you kind of see like how far that you've progressed. And like, I, I've, <laughs> I've seen you so many times. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, I, I totally like that. That makes sense. And then like seeing you on drag race and you're just like, you know, you're elevating your drag uh-huh. and you know going through that process even though bitch you know you are <laughs> you are gonna get that um but seeing you 
you know, kind of twist and bend to what they want to try to win, mm-hmm. but still being like quintessentially you. I think that's a lot of times that's where like people kind of get lost in the sauce is that, mm-hmm. you know, having the ability to see you perform just like on a regular night um, or day or whatever, because, you know, you still got to pay them bills. <laughs> but, you know, seeing you on national television and seeing like the differences, but realizing that you're still the same. Like, how yeah. do you how do you kind of like stay the course, especially now that you're, you know, you're ripping and running from like pillar to post? Not like a harlot, mind you, but <laughs> well, sometimes <laughs> um, the most important thing, I think, is that I don't consider myself a celebrity. Mm hmm. Um, I think what really helped me was, you know, from season one, I knew girls that were on the show. Okay. I've known so many girls. There's so many friends and sisters that have passed through those gates that it was not nothing to me, but it was, um, nothing that special, nothing that out of the ordinary for me. Um, so when I was part of the show, it felt like I was just going off to do another pageant and I worked all the way up until the show premiered, I worked all through the entire season and I'm still working now. I'm keeping as busy as possible. And I, I just try to never let, I've seen how it's affected some of my other sisters from the season. No names will be named. Um, yet. (laughs) Unless they piss me off too much. (laughs) Um, but I've seen the way that they've let it kind of go to their heads. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, Bianca Del Rio is right. We're just, we're men in wigs. It's real. We're not curing cancer. We're making it easier to live with because we can make you laugh. But we're not at the end of the day doing anything that's groundbreaking or earth shattering. So we need to be grateful for the opportunities that we get. And I'm certainly grateful for every single opportunity that comes my way, whether it's putting on drag at 7 a.m. and twirling through people's tables as they eat the eggs. <laughs> Or if it's performing for 3,000 people and making out with them in London. I mean, it doesn't... Any gig is a good gig to me. Mm-hmm. And I am so blessed to have it. And I'm just grateful. Well, I mean, we're grateful to have you in our lives because, you know, it's great to have that, like, humility and say, you know, like, I'm a performer. I'm here for people. But, like, you know the 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 piercer who is crying because he's yeah. finally meeting you like you know sometimes you internalize you know so many things for example Giselle Barbie Royale mm-hmm. she spoke to me one time in her entire life and i was just beside myself and pat's like girl are you okay i'm like you just don't understand like how <laughs> much she means to be like, you know, I you have her. that moment where, you know, you're feeling down or like stuff's not going right. And, then you know, you see this person, you know, put on a show for you. Yeah. And there's just something that like resonates, like her doing Whitney, especially the night Whitney died. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm never going to see Whitney. Whitney's never going to happen to me. And like, you know, seeing you, you know, do this shtick and, you know, doing yeah. these performances, you know, whether it's Broadway or, you know, I don't know, Tin Can Alley, like behind the the H&M, like <laughs> it's. It's, I do love H and M. You yes, know, so I love H and M too. I'm so into it right now. But you know, I can you, finally fit into it. You, bitch! <laughs> so you just gonna throw that in my face, huh? Hey, I worked hard. I lost 55 pounds so I could wear that shit. Congratulations! Yeah. I I recently went there, and I didn't. <laughs> the only thing I tried on were pajama bottoms because I'm like, they stretch. It'll work. 
And they did. But I also thought, well, this might double as like tights if I ever need to do like a number <laughs> where I'm just getting out of bed. I'm doing Good Morning Baltimore in these. Like, that's what I want. I'm proud of you. Um, But what I was saying is that, you know, sometimes the smallest things mean the most to people. Yeah. And well, and I don't, maybe I phrased it wrong earlier also when I said, I don't consider myself a celebrity. I don't think it's that important. It's important. I understand that entertainment is important. And I mean, it really resonates with me. Like I get letters from people all over the world, mm-hmm. mostly kids and just these heartbreaking, Oh my God, I, I'm, short, I'm fat, I'm awkward, nobody likes me, I'm from a small town, I'm gay, everything is wrong in my life, and I was ready to kill myself, gun in my hand, pills in my mouth, whatever it is, whatever their personal story is, Mm -hmm. and then I saw you on TV, and you gave me hope, because you represent all of these things that I am, and you're successful in your life, and, and you've taken it, and you've turned, you know, a thousand into a silk purse, pretty much. Um, and my initial reaction is, wait, are you calling me fat and ugly? <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it just stops and it, it, it hits you. And that's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really signed up to be anybody's role model, role model uh, or mentor or whatever. Um, but I'm grateful that I'm able to kind of be what divine was for me mm-hmm. for these kids and give them something that they can maybe not aspire to be, but can take and run with. No, and I, I I totally get that. Like, I always say that your, like, your favorite celebrities should never be your role models. They can be icons in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like, people bend, people break, you know, like, you're really high up now, and, you know, we always wish everyone the best. But, you know, you know, there are high times, there are low times. You yeah. know, you could be, you know, doing it big and then decide that you want to put out a clothing line and then you know the clothing line goes bust and then i am not the olsen twins (laughs) i mean like i was more about to think of kanye because you know 53 million dollars is a lot of money can't yay can't yay i can't have you seen those clothes no thank you you know what it looks like it looks like i shit you not it looks like the person who decided um, was going to, you know, I'm going to be the lead designer on this, was also the head wardrobe mistress for either, mm, let's say, Roots, <laughs> with a dash of Raisin in the Sun. Okay. And just a slow simmer of the color purple. Oh. I actually... So it's a lot of burlap and plaid. Yes. It's a lot of earth tones. Um, I like an earth tone. You know what? So do I. Like, in high school, didn't know how to color block, worth a damn, so (laughs) I always wore earth tones. Mm -hmm. But even, like, let's be real, there was never a closet for me. But (laughs) even little closeted oral back in the ninth grade, at the ninth grade center. I did a little closeted oral in ninth grade. (laughs) (laughs) I walked right into that. I don't know why. I didn't see that. But um, (laughs) even he would have said, girl, them clothes are bad. Yeah. Them clothes are bad. My cousin walked in that show, um, and she said they were the fuggliest looking thing she had ever seen. So it's like the episode of Cosby Show where Vanessa makes him that shirt, yes. <laughs> the Weather Gordon Coachella shirt. Yes, yes. 
but just hideous. <laughs> but you know, like you, everyone has their ups and downs. But it's 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 the idea that, and I think that's what you represent is that in your mind you can be your own worst enemy. And you know, yeah. people always say, you know, your X, your Y, your Z. Um, and like you said, you are that person who is, you know, X, Y, and Zeta or, or Z as they would say. Um, and you're making it work. You're making it work. Well, and if there's something that somebody could say about me, it has been said this year. (laughs) (laughs) Every single day I wake up to hundreds of comments on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I didn't even know what half these things were. Growler grinder, whatever it is, if they can write a comment on it, they're going to write a comment on it. And there can be 5,000 amazing comments and Mm. one that says you're ugly and you're fat and I hate you and you should die. And that's the one that, you know, I had to kind of teach myself Mm -hmm. not to fall down that rabbit hole, not to grasp on to the negativity as small as it may be. Um, and, and let it kind of overwhelm all of the positive blessings that were flowing my way. Speaking of blessings, mm-hmm. so not to, you know, pry into your business cause it's your business, Please go on. but dating after drag race, how uh-huh. did that work? Because, you know, people come out of the woodworks, you don't know, like a fan from a foe or, you know, people well, trying to <laughs> like, like how, how did, yeah. how did you manage I didn't actually really date. Um, you know, when my ex and I broke up, mm-hmm. um, it made it very awkward because we had already kind of broken up by the time they filmed the finale. Oh. And they kind of flew him there without my permission because I guess they didn't really know what was going on. Not that we had made anything public at that point because I was caught up in like the hype of the season and trying just to stay focused on what I needed to do. But it, it made it very awkward. Um, there was a lot of tension that made it to the editing room floor of that episode. Um, so when I finally, when we had finally ended everything, I just delved right back into work and I kind of focused on that and tried to focus on me because I wasn't happy with me mm-hmm. at all. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't like the way that I acted. I didn't like the way I reacted to people. I just was at this place in my life where I wasn't happy and I knew that I needed to find whatever was going to make me a better person to me um and I found that and I didn't date I didn't do anything for six or seven months and then I just kind of happened to meet Chris the boy that I'm with now and he is just the best thing that's ever happened to me like he's he's everything that I've always wanted He's everything that I've always aspired to be, and I think he's beautifully treats me like gold, and for the first time, I'm like truly, truly happy mm. with where I am in my life. I have, no, I have nothing. I have no money. <laughs> I work a lot, and I have nothing but debt, but I have an amazing home to go to. Mm. You know, I have a great house, a great car, a great boyfriend, and I'm just I'm happy. So like how do you how do you continue that like staying positive and like dating and ripping and running like cuz you're you're everywhere. You're everywhere. Well, and I was really scared when I got together with Chris and I tried to explain to him on Let me tell you what happened mm-hmm. when I met him. He actually um he works for one of the theme parks here. Okay. It's a very it's a wonderful magical wizarding kind of place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And <laughs> this is the cutest story ever, and it's so corny. Um, 
as you said, I am the hometown girl here in Orlando. Yes. I've been gone a lot this year. So when people see me, wherever it is, it's time to catch up. They all want that moment. I, these are the people that have supported me and loved me for years. We got you here, girl. Exactly. You have. So I love to catch up with people. But every time I go to a theme park, what should take me 20 minutes to walk from the parking garage to the front gate usually takes about an hour and a half mm. because you see so many people. You got to stop. You're going to take a picture. You're going to catch up. You're going to post on Instagram. You're going to do whatever you got. Hashtag blessed, whatever. Um, so this particular day was very hot and it took me about two hours to make it to the front gate. And he's there at the front gate. Um, and he says, I know you. And I'm like, yeah, you and everybody else. I just spent two hours going from the parking lot to here. Just let me in. And he said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, I know you. And I said, yes, you know me from RuPaul's Drag Race. He said, no, I don't watch that. He said, I know you differently. I said, okay. If you don't know me from RuPaul's Drag Race, then how do you know me differently? He said, you're the one that I've been dreaming of my entire life. Ooh, I flooded my basement. <laughs> Landed in a split. This was at Halloween Horror Night. So, of course, he had to work until 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm. And then I had to fly out the next day to go back out on tour. So I hung around. I came and picked him up when he got off of work. And we went out to IHOP. We just went for coffee and sat there and talked until I left for the Is airport. Is this IHOP with the giant, like, power lines in front of it? Of course. Okay, girl. Been there, done that, wrote some books about it. And I read both of them (laughs) on tape. Um, So I I just sat there with him for hours until I went to the airport and left. And we kept in contact. We texted him and everything. And when I came back, I was back for like a week. And we spent every moment together that we could. We didn't hook up. We didn't have sex. We didn't do none of that. Um, Because I really liked him. And... Then I was getting ready to go to San Antonio, and we uh, I have become good friends with Carney Wilson from Wilson Phillips. We'll talk about her in a minute. She's fucking crazy. Um, so Wilson Phillips was performing at Epcot for a food and wine festival, and we went, and it just started raining, and we were out by, like, the dock where the, mm-hmm. the water is and everything. And, um, well, wouldn't that be where the water is <laughs> at the dock? Uh, and he just looked at me and he kissed me and he said, I'm scared to tell you this, but I love you. And I was like, I kind of love you, too. So we've been together ever since. But, point of the story, God, I see I'm on these tangents now. No. You, you get me back in the south <laughs> and all I want to do is sip my tea and tell my stories. Um. So we had a very long talk before we actually decided to date because I said, I'm gone a lot. You know I'm gone a lot. Mm. It bothers me that I'm away as much as I am, and I know it bothers you just as much, if not more. So we just had to kind of come up with a game plan for when I went to Texas, and somehow it worked. I came home when I could. He came to see me when he could, and it it's just kind of worked. That's kind of how our relationship has been. And it's amazing. That is, I, I want you to know, I don't get emotional that often. I don't either, unless it's on television. Exactly. <laughs> but had someone said that to me, I'm just like, so I I don't, I'm just going to stand right here. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you go on break to send me smoke signals, I will figure this shit out. Uh-huh. Well, um, Nikki Monet, do you know Nikki Monet? I don't believe so. Oh, well, be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> I call her the world's number one ginger minge impersonator. Um, 
she she's a great girl. She does she fills in for me a lot when I'm not here. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm here. I'm back. Yes, you know her. Mm-hmm. So Chris and I actually live with her. And um why was I telling you this? I don't because she's crazy. Oh, so she was with me. And she had written down my phone number and slipped it to him when we were going through the gate. So then while we're in the park, my phone starts blowing up. Hey, this is Chris from the front gate. I shouldn't say that. I'm sure we're going to fire. That's all right. As soon as he's fired, he can go on tour with me. <laughs> he can be my new assistant. Mm. And people always like to go, oh, she thinks she's bougie. She has an assistant. No, I have two assistants because I can't keep my head together. I'm an old gal and I have a scattered brain. I've done a lot of alcohol and drugs in my life. <laughs> He's like, okay, I've got this bag. I've got my carry-on. Are we good? No, girl. You forgot all the wigs. I, no, you you make a joke, but that's happened to me. <laughs> so I was in – I came from – um. San Antonio, back here for Pride this year. Mm -hmm. And I did Pride, and then Sunday morning at like 5 a.m., I had to fly to L.A. to do a photo shoot for the Christmas album, and then be back in San Antonio for dress rehearsal by 8 p.m. So I grabbed everything that I thought I had brought with me, made it all the way to L.A. I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting at the airport around the baggage claim, and I'm like, I didn't bring my wigs. I didn't bring a single wig with me. So I started, are you open? Every beauty supply thing. There was a one, a little tiny beauty supply open. I bought three wigs, stacked them together and teased the shit out of them. It was one of the most frightening, like professional moments of my life. Um, Because this is something that's being shot that's going to be put on this album that's going to last forever and hopefully sell a a million trillion copies to make you all sorts of money Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm gonna look like boo damn it on the front of this (laughs) the scariest scariest though was um i i had just finished a three-week tour of australia and i went from australia i went from melbourne and all this is all like in one day I flew from Melbourne to Sydney, Sydney to L.A., L.A. to New York, New York to Manchester, England. Landed in Manchester, England. My baggage didn't make it. None of my drag made it. Not a hip pad, not a titty to be seen. And I had... What do you do? I had two hours to scour the streets of Manchester, England, trying to find drag. And I did. Luckily, I found... Enough pieces that I could put together, you know, something, um, because my bags weren't even scheduled to arrive until the next day after I had already left to go back to do um, the Fold Music Festival with Shaka Khan and them over in. Um, uh, uh, um, it was, was it New the... York. It was the Hamptons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which was cool and weird too. That was very weird. It was weird. Why is it weird? Well, it's, I've okay. heard the Hamptons are really weird, but... Well, P.S., yeah, total Amityville horror shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I I walked in, and first of all, just to drive up and see, like, this giant banner that says, Shaka Khan and um, Niall Rogers and Sheik and... Uh, because I'm having... Pharrell. <laughs> oh, okay. Pharrell, Keith Urban, like, all of these amazing, amazing people. Duran Duran, who I grew up loving. yeah. Um, see all of them and then see my name on the same bill was very 
Did you save a program, a flyer? I ripped that that <laughs> giant banner down, bitch. I got that banner in my room. It's about 20 feet high. Um, so then I walk in, and they gave me the biggest dressing room, like right in the middle of everything. Shaka Khan was on one side of me, and then um, Janelle Monet was on the other. And I love both of them, obviously. Yeah. So I, I look at the, the person that's like running it, and I said, well, why do I have the biggest dressing room? And he said, you'll see. So I'm sitting there, and I'm getting ready. I'm teasing my little wigs and stuff. And all of a sudden, knock, 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 Shaka Khan comes in. And then it starts this never-ending parade. It's all of these celebrities who, I guess the novelty of the fact that I was, you know, a drag queen and Mm -hmm. a singer and all that kind of stuff. They all passed through, and they all wanted to take their pictures and, and talk to me about my experience and all that. And then after I went and did my set, Shaka Khan came back in, didn't even knock this time, just came in. Baby, if you don't get that song on the radio, you got a damn problem. Oh my God. <laughs> she said, I like that ooh la 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 song. Um, and that, it still just blows my mind that not only was I in the same space as all of these people I admired so much, but that I also performed with them. I was one of them yeah. for that evening. It was very odd. I don't, I like, you're. I like how they situated you. And like uh-huh. this, this, I'm like, oh, here's my dressing room. It's a lot bigger than, I don't know, these titans of industry. Exactly. Shaka fucking Khan and Janelle Monet. Well, Niall Rogers and his team are producing my album. And um, he, after I had released Ooh La 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 La, I can't say Ooh La La La, just Ooh La La. Uh, after I had released it, um, he actually sent an email to me and to the producers of that one saying, you know, it's such a catchy song. It's got a good hook. He loved my voice. He loved the fact that there was something kind of raw and natural about it. There wasn't auto-tuning or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I used a real band um, instead of, you know, like synthesized orchestra. Yeah. And so when we got to the festival, I was there because he asked me to come and do the festival. And then he made a point of introducing me. And gave this amazing speech, said stuff about me that I had no clue he knew I'm sure somebody wrote him up a nice little dossier, Mm -hmm. but he was so kind to me and still is so, so kind and supportive of everything that I've done. And I think that people are going to be really, really, really surprised when my album drops because it is so unlike any other Drag Race album. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's totally, totally, totally totally not in the same vein as anybody else so do you have like a, a kind of like a whereabouts of when that will happen um i know but i'm not allowed to say okay that. that's that's fine that's yeah fine. uh can you at least give us is it this calendar year Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. It will be within this year. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I've got one more track to lay down. They're already like finalizing all of the other tracks. Um, I love it because it. People have asked me like, what what kind of style is it? What's your genre? So it's kind of like Meatloaf meets Jennifer Holiday, and they have weird kinky sex, and I am the product of their love. Like it's just so different. It's different. And um, the songs tell a story. They tell the story of my life loosely. Mm. Um, but it's an album that I think people will be able to listen to from beginning to end and really kind of get something out of it. Okay. Um, it's very personal for me. There's a lot of really, really interesting things that I don't think people really kind of realize about me and my life mm. that um, I sing about and talk about on this album. And I did a duet with Margaret Cho. She had started tweeting me in the middle of the season. I, I want to be a glamour toad too. I love you so much. So we just started talking and she asked if she could do a song with me on the album. We did it. It was one of the funniest, strangest days of my life in the studio with her because they told us, all right, you've already recorded the song. Now we're going to play the track and you guys just talk, just talk and be stupid. And we did it like five times and I had her on the floor laughing. She had me on the floor laughing. We were both on the floor laughing. It was just a weird experience. And then I did a duet with Jinx Monsoon, which is really kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'll tell you like the premise of that song loosely. Okay. Basically, we're both dating the same person. Is it a la that boy is mine? Well, kind of. Kind of. Okay. But it's silly. Okay. Sillier. I mean, it's still good, but it's sillier. Uh, but we're dating the same person. We don't know. Then we find out, and then we team up to kind of get back at him. Okay. I it's like, like, I like that, that boy is mine yeah. meets waiting to exhale. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. I am down for that. It's really fun. I'm excited about that one. And then when I was in D.C., um, I had I did D.C. Pride mm. out on the, the, the square. Is that what it's called? I don't know. The White House is near the the um the white house there oh uh the mall yeah they got that big old thing looks like a penis the monument yeah i'm i'm so good with geography y'all y'all ain't got no clue you can't tell i was homeschooled (laughs) um so i'm out there thousands of people it's raining i'm doing my set uh i had a good time and then i walk back and wilson phillips is there getting ready to go on stage and carney wilson goes oh my god oh my god oh my god i love you and i said oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm tired of being mistaken for you <laughs> and she cackled and asked if we could take a picture she took a picture she tweeted it out and I didn't realize how much crossover we had between our fan bases because all of her Isn't fans. Isn't it weird start- when you see a Venn well, yeah. diagram? You're like. Well, the, all of her fans started tweeting, oh, my God, you met Ginger Minj. You're so lucky. Da, da, da. And then all of my fans started tweeting, oh, my God, you met Carney Wilson. You're so lucky. So we were talking and, um, you know, talking led to like talking on the on Twitter led to phone conversations. Phone conversations led to uh, me flying out to have dinner with her. And what was supposed to be like a quick in and out hour dinner at some little restaurant called La La's, which was delicious in Studio City, turned into her saying, oh, I'm having too much fun. Come with me. So I get in her Escalade with her. 
And it's total mom escalade. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing fancy about her. <laughs> She's got French fries in the seats and everything. <laughs> um, so we go and pick up her daughters and we take them for frozen yogurt. Then we end up going back to her house and her daughters and I are bon- Lola and Lucy. Adorable. I love them. They call me Uncle Ginger. Um, <laughs> so I'm braiding their hair and giving them makeovers as we're bonding over Dance Moms, which is my favorite show in the world. And we ended up spending like, I don't know, like nine or ten hours together, all of us. I met her husband and everything. And so we've continued our friendship. And then she said, well, why don't we collaborate on a song? And she didn't want to do an original song. She said, I want to do something that's tried and true, but I mm. want to put our spin on it. So a song that's very important to her and has also been very impactful in my life is Beach Boys' God Only Knows. Okay. Yes. Yes! I don't know why that good <laughs> Yeah. Because well, it's, it's such a good song. Yeah. And so she and I, we got together. We, we did a couple of rehearsals, tried to figure out what we wanted ours to sound like. It's so good. And singing with her was so amazing. And then her dad showed up in the middle of it. Brian Wilson shows up in the middle of it. <laughs> you try to keep your composure. Again, all of these incredible opportunities that have come my way that still just don't make sense to me mm-hmm. i'm like i'm just a little country crossdresser. i i twirl around and take dollar bills and pictures like <laughs> that's pretty much it and it's just crazy when these things happen that's so you met both the wilsons yeah well i and well and when they were performing here uh, at Epcot, uh-huh. she had us come backstage. So that's when I got to meet Wendy and China as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, like in my mind, me, I want you to know that like my 90s self and my, <laughs> my best gal, one of my best gal pals, Heidi, Heidi is flipping. We're just like, oh my God, like that's Wilson Phillips. Like, well, listen, uh, uh. well, and I had to tell her the story of, you know, I grew up in a big Southern family. We always had family get-togethers at least twice a week, Wednesdays and Sundays, just like church. Mm -hmm. No matter what, they found something to celebrate and fry fish about. Um, My cousins, Amanda and Jennifer, would always want to do, um, like, production numbers. Yeah. So, of course, Hold On was, like, the big one for forever, and I always had to be Carney. (laughs) (laughs) And I told her that, and she went, oh, you bitch. I'm so much older than you. Thanks for pointing it out. Oh, God. That's awesome. Okay, so you've got an album coming out. I do. You're you're traveling. You've got, you know, a new lease on life. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, a new love. I do. Okay, so what's what's next for, for Ginger? Besides all of that, besides all of that, like, really cool stuff. Are you doing, like, the drag race cruise? Are you, I'm are you... not doing the cruise as of yet, but mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go out on a 50-city tour of Battle of the Seasons. Oh, girl. Yeah. Good luck with the gauntlet. Oh, I'm excited about it, mm-hmm. but I'm also really kind of nervous because – well, not, not nervous. I mean, it, we do it every day. This year, I have worked 28 days out of every month pretty much. But this is a little bit different because you're not – Getting out of drag, getting on an airplane and flying to the next place, you're packing 15 crossdressers into a bus with all of their drag and all of their egos and putting them on the road to the next venue. So 
I know that it's gone off pretty much without a hitch the last couple of years. I'm mm-hmm. sure this year will be no different. Except for uh, when the bus broke down last year. Well, we don't talk about that <laughs> legally. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, I'm excited about it. I'm just kind of nervous because I I like being around people. I'm you know I pretty much consider myself a wolf. I travel in a pack, mm-hmm. but I don't not like having my own space when I sleep. <laughs> Ah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can I can understand that. See, g- not growing up in the South, but growing up kind of paranoid. Like you, <laughs> you fall asleep on the on the bus, you fall asleep like on a plane, you instantly drive a, a ship. You're just like, who are you? What do you want? Why are you looking? Oh yes, I will take unsweet tea with just a hint of like, you know what, give me sweet tea and then some honey on the side. I'm sorry about that. You know, like peroxide in my purse. I'll get you, girl. Don't worry about it. <laughs> peroxide in your purse. Swag. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, yeah, I, I'm excited. I just, I know it's going to turn into a lot of just me and Katya sitting out back smoking. Because that's pretty much all of these tours turn out to be. We just went and did all that Aspen stuff for the New Now Next Awards mm-hmm. uh, for the Aspen Gay Ski Week. And it was Katya and myself, um, Ivy Winters, who I adore. If you've never met her, you have to meet her. She's like little Susie Homemaker of the cross-dressing world. <laughs> Seriously, her and her husband moved uh, from New York back to Michigan, where she's from. Okay. They make their own candy canes for their Christmas tree. They do gems and jellies and preserves and like any little homemaker thing that you can think of, they do it. They don't have television. I'm like, how do you not have television? <laughs> See, I was gonna make a crack about like Little House on the Prairie. It's very that. Okay. And she's just the happiest, sweetest thing, and her husband is adorable, and I love and adore them both. So, anyway, she was there, and then Alyssa was there. Oh, Alyssa. Uh huh. Uh huh. I mean, okay. I have a question. Uh huh. How many sugar cubes do they have to? Lure out to get her from the stables. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. I'm sorry. That's really rude. <laughs> See, Alyssa and I go way back. Alyssa, Kennedy, and myself, a mm. lot of us are from the pageant circle. Yeah. So I knew Alyssa before she was Alyssa Edwards' mama. Or whatever. I can't tongue pop. I look like a dog chewing peanut butter. <laughs> um. So it's always funny to me. Uh, to see kind of, not funny, but interesting to see how, how these girls kind of grow and change, mm-hmm. you know, and she's one that certainly feels her fantasy. She loves herself and she loves every moment of it. And she should, you know, she's worked very hard for it, yeah. but sometimes she could be a little much because it's always got to be about Alyssa. Mm-hmm. I, okay. So. Do you think so so hold on I want to I want to phrase this properly <laughs> having achieved the heights that you have with drag race do mm-hmm. you see yourself going back into the pageant world or are you have you kind of not elevated beyond it but just moved into like a different sort of realm See uh, I actually go round and round and round with my manager all the time because there, there were a few pageants that I thought about, you know, throwing my wig into the ring for. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Ginger, you're above that now. You're above. No, I'm not. 
I'm not above it because I'm still a competitive person. It's still drag. It's still part of the business. It's actually where the the business side of drag got its start. Yeah. And it's where I got my start. I would not be Ginger Minj if it wasn't for pageantry. So I actually find it funny and a little bit offensive when he tries to tell me, you're better than that, you're better. No, I'm not. I'm just as good as it mm-hmm. because that's what I'm based in. So I think there's a chance that I will go back and, and dabble in pageantry, but I'm kind of on this, you know, this forward projection yeah um where i'm trying to i want to move back into theater Mm -hmm. and i want to try to do more i want to try to get back to broadway i want to want to try to do movies and all that kind of stuff you know i want to i want to be the next divine okay yeah no and i remember you saying saying that like which is which is at this look how many people have said that how many people are where you are now Mm -hmm. and how many people can say that where you are now have the chops that you have and actually make that possible. Well, I've got John Waters on my side and I never thought that was something I was going to be able to say because that, that man was my icon growing up. Mm. Well, John Waters, divine Harvey Firestein, those three are the ones that really kind of opened up my eyes to the gay world and let me know that it was kind of, it was okay. Not kind of okay. It was totally okay to be exactly who you want to be as twisted or whatever, as some people might view it. Um, so to actually have him endorse me and love me and be friendly towards me and be on my side is, is crazy. And you know they got that they, NBC decided they're going to do hairspray for their musical next yes. year. So we're petitioning. We're trying to get me an audition for um, Edna. And I've actually got um, a meeting with the producers next time I'm in L.A. Cool break. So, uh, and I said, you know what? Even if it don't happen, I will gladly skip through the background with a can of hairspray, twirling it in the air, whatever you want me to Collins do. In the Corny Collins show? Exactly. You know, and I can't give you permission to do that, do this. But if you were to like, I don't know, tan as hard as you could, well, I'm you Puerto could be Rican. a dynamite. I'm a, well, I'm not Puerto Rican. I'm a Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a quarter of it, but I will definitely pull that card if I need to. <laughs> I, th- I don't care what it is. You know, there's a lot of people um, that have been petitioning for me to be Tracy, and. As much as I would find that to be fun, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's within the spirit of what Hairspray is. Yeah. You know, John Waters has been very um, vocal about the fact that he wrote Hairspray so that the fat girl could be the ingenue and the gay boy could be the lead. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. I completely get it. I understand it. Having been through that, I respect it. And I wish that when I was in high school, there was a hairspray so that I could have played Edna, you know? Um, so whatever they want, whatever they feel is best, I will support 100%. But I hope it's me. <laughs> I hope it had been me. I'm I'm rooting for you because, Thanks. you know, I want, first of all, I, I know this is going to sound tantamount. I still have not seen The Wiz. <gasps> and I, I've been waiting. We're but you're a trans them. woman of color. I know. I'm just letting our people down. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> actually a trans woman of color. Please don't <laughs> write letters. Uh, you know, I support you. You're our angels. You're our angels in the forefront of change. Please don't be <laughs> mad at me. Um, 
For not watching The Wiz. For not watching The Wiz. <laughs> and pretending to be a trans woman of color for the past 40 minutes. Oh. <laughs> well, no, there's a story behind trans woman of color. Okay, so we went on the Christmas Queens tour with the album. Mm-hmm. And it was um, me, Katya, uh, Jinx. I'm trying to remember the poster. In my head, <laughs> me, Katya, Jinx, um, Alaska, Sharon, and Jiggly. I love Jiggly. Well, no, that, that like, wasn't. That wasn't. I'm sorry. I was just going through the names in my head. Oh yeah, no. It's and then like I hit that that two chain. I'm like, well, um, Jiggly actually filled in very last minute for Willem because Willem got uh, I think food poisoning or something mm. the night before we left to go on the tour. So Jiggly's like, okay, I got my bags, girl. Let's go. And uh, we had a good time. She and I actually spent the entire tour together because we have tiny little legs and we don't walk as fast (laughs) as the rest of those bitches. So we would just sit behind and eat our casserole and talk shit Um, and smoke cigarettes. So one night we were it was like the third or fourth stop on the tour. She decided she was going to get some trade when we were in Minneapolis. And they said the Minnesota. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Little Pepsi. And they said, uh, the the guys that were running the tour, they said, um, that's fine. You can get your trade all you want, but it's 2 o'clock in the morning right now, and we have to be on the bus, ready to go to the airport by 6 a.m. And she said, okay, I got it, I got it. Well, I guess she had got her trade or whatever, and we were all, bless you, we were all lined up, ready to go. We were on the bus. Nobody could get into her room because... Not only was the television on, not only was her door locked, but she had the latch. The, the latch on, too. And they were cracking it open. They were banging on the door. They were screaming. They were trying to take the door off the hinge. The hotel staff was. All they could see was her little leg dangling off of the edge. And Sharon freaked out and thought that she had been killed. And so Sharon's going through, <laughs> sobbing. We're all upset because Sharon's getting us all worked up. Yeah. And Sharon is just going through the lobby of this, like, Hyatt Regency or wherever we were. Like, the nicest hotel in Minnesota. Screaming, my sister, I think she's dead. She's a trans woman of color. And she's in room, blah, blah, blah. Just freaked out not trying to be offensive or anything just trying to get help and so for the remainder of the tour jiggly was referred to as a trans woman of color and was never allowed to have trade again (laughs) the bitch just passed out because trey worked her so rough ripped a wig off and everything and so she had to catch a cab and get to the airport and buy another ticket to make the next flight. Oh, oh God. Because oh. <laughs> you don't like... See, I- people think that, like, we're all so professional. <laughs> no, our tours are a shit show behind the scenes, oh. but they're so much fun. And so it's really, like, it's such a family. You know, everyone thinks, I'm like, oh, my God. They, they're pulling a... A Venus extravaganza. They're gonna find her <laughs> underneath this bed. <laughs> Y'all right there? Oh, okay. <laughs> Sound out the hard words, gal. Oh, 
Oh god, I don't think we can top that. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you could top anything. Uh, no, oh no, no. Have okay. This is what I I haven't told you. So 2015, <laughs> Butch Top 2015. Okay. Because you know sometimes or active bottoms. I've been in the store as well. I've seen the signs. <laughs> <laughs> so. So this year I decided, you know what? I last year I, I decided, you know what? If you if you want to attract like a different sort of like energy in your life, you need to switch things up. And so I became a switch. And, <laughs> oh. And so I was a butch top, butch top for 2015. Now every once in a while a girl needed a break and she, she I fell back into some habits. I will admit, <laughs> I fell back into some fell habits. Fell back, backed up onto. <laughs> You know, don't let these little legs fool you. I'm very pliable. Um, <laughs> but she says she a top. That all that means she sit on top. She can get further up or that way. No, I have. <laughs> I can show you receipts. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> but um, churches. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> side note. No, no shade to anybody. So you know on OBT. The um, you know, you know you you pass the hood or in the hood where you see that Texas fried chicken. Texas fried chicken is so good. You know what? I've never had it. It's amazing. I've only seen it in the hood, and I'm not gonna lie. I I may have been driving to a friend's place, and I was just <laughs> a like a special friend. Yeah, yeah. Off of I, the Craigslist. <laughs> no, <laughs> Christian Mingle. Go scroll. And like. <laughs> And I'm driving, I'm just like, okay, well, this neighborhood isn't so bad. I'm like, coming soon, Texas fried chicken. I'm like, I might need to <laughs> Lock the doors, my, drive real fast. Reassess <laughs> my choices in life. <laughs> but no, no, this this year, I'm somewhat versatile 2016. Somewhat versatile. Okay. I'm I said it up. I said he was a uh, hashtag power bottom for Christ 2016. Oh. Take a little, a little, a little spin on your... Uh... <laughs> Your tagline. I'm not, <laughs> Taking a little spin, all right. Telling, <laughs> shouting this from the rooftops during Barioke. Like, <laughs> I went to Barioke. Yes. That was fun. Mm, it's super fun, especially when everyone thinks that you're a power bottom for Christ. And I'm going to wake up in the morning and make you grits and eggs. What do you and do, then- dick for devil? <laughs> Come on now. It's good to be for the Lord. <laughs> I'm well, doing my part. Well, that's what I say to me. They're like, I'm a cross-dresser for Christ. I can't save your soul. I'll just get you on your knees screaming for Jesus <laughs> before the end of the night. <laughs> oh, God. You, somebody in Chicago, when I was out in the middle of the tour, um, came up to had a serious problem with the fact that I referred to myself as a cross-dresser for Christ. Heckled me all through the show. Well, I wouldn't say all through, but heckled me like through my first number. And I got the microphone, and I shut him down, as I always do, and mm-hmm. it made everybody laugh at him. And I thought we were all laughing together, and he was going to go away and be fine like it always was. No, mama, he followed me out. I had pneumonia at this point, flying everywhere over it. Um, follows me out, and he's like, I don't like the fact that you call yourself a cross of Christ. And, you do this. and I turn around and said, you know what? I don't know what your problem is. I'm not here to solve your problems. I'm here to put on a show and entertain. If I didn't entertain you, I'm very sorry. Please, here's your $20 back. Take it and go away. And I turned and I walked away and he grabbed my shoulder and said, fuck you, you fat bitch. Flip me around. Was about to punch me. I had my heels in my hands. I put it right through his cheek. 
<laughs> that's when that's when the trailer park boy came out. <laughs> the wig came off, the earrings came out. I was like, I'll fuck you up right here. And it was it was one of those moments that I look back now and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I gotta stop drinking. <laughs> and especially when I have pneumonia. Um but it was it was so surreal. Like it I didn't realize what was happening until it, it had already happened. And I was in the back of the car being driven away. No. And he was with security. The car that. I mean, but that's what that's what they're there for to mm-hmm. protect you. But sometimes well, you got you got to say enough, <laughs> right? Oh my life, I had to fight. <laughs> so I I was sitting there, and um, my assistant Jimmy that uh, was with me at the time looks at me. He's just white as a ghost. Just looks at me and busts out laughing, and he was like. Mary, where the hell did that come from? I was like, I don't know. I feel like I've been pushed to my limit. And I felt physically threatened. Like, he was about to hit me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what else to do but lash out. He was like, I have never seen a little tiny crossdresser look so butch. He said, you look very much like Rosie O'Donnell. And I was very <laughs> proud of you. Oh, gosh. Did you thank you so much for coming on the show and making me laugh a lot? Wait, hold on, hold on. What? We haven't. No, what? Not yet. What? Not yet. There, there are two things that that we want to hit before we let Ginger go. <laughs> Dat ass. <laughs> <laughs> so the first is now that mm-hmm. you can actually talk about the season. Yeah. Because last time we were we were keep we kept peeking we out the blinds, looking for the around it. Yes. For the pink logo. Uh, Van to to come and descend on our house. Um, what was the most? Let's see. I guess we'll call it. What was your most memorable moment while filming the season? Your Not season. Not necessarily something that made it to television. Um, well, my favorite moment of the entire season. I've talked about it before. It did not make it to air. Um, when we were doing the whatever happened to Merle Ginsburg thing. That was the best day of the entire shoot because it was Katya, Kennedy, and myself. And the three of us had gotten so close, and we had all of this pent-up, just emotional energy at that point. We'd been in it for a while. Mm. So it got time for the the food fight. It was time for the food fight. That food fight, about two seconds, made it onto TV. It went on for a half hour. And we were putting our heads through walls. Um, Katya, like, she body slammed me at one point. I took her and put her head into the punch bowl, ripped her wig off, started beating her with my titties, grabbed a handful of sprinkles and shoved it down her mouth. She was doing the same shit to me. It just went on and on and on. And we blew off so much steam and felt so good. It was like just this cathartic release for all three of us. And it was the best day of the entire shoot. Nice. Very nice. All right. Last thing. Now that this is going to come out right around the premiere of season eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're timing this perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think that we actually. I'll just go like, ahead and schedule this ooh, for next year. At wait, this a time. You're right. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. I do have a question. Okay. Because oh. I didn't think about that. Okay. So what? of the. Of the new queens that are coming out, mm-hmm. not who do you think will win um, or who's your favorite? Who are you most looking forward to working with in the like, 
you know, RuPaul's real world road roost talents. <laughs> See, I said that's what we should have done. Mm. Um, it's hard because I know almost all of the girls on season eight, mm-hmm. but I don't know them well enough to really make that call. I couldn't tell you who I think is going to win or go home first at this point. Um, I love Nasha Lopez because she's from Continental. I've known her for years. She's my pageant sister. I love Robbie Turner. Robbie Turner is one of the sweetest, most talented people I've ever met in my life. Bob the Drag Queen, I worked with her when she was here for Pride. She's funny and she's fun. Um, and I adore Kim Chi. I'm, she's best friends with Trixie Mattel. So I'm, I love Trixie. I, you know, I do too. She's one of my favorite people. And Kim would come with her on tour when we were doing stuff together this year. Mm. So I got to know Kim that way. And I love her as well. There's so many that I really genuinely appreciate okay. and really, really like. So I'm looking forward to getting to know most of them. I've heard some horror stories about a couple of them already, so I'm waiting just to kind of see how that shakes out. But if they're fabulous, I'll have a good time working with them. If they're horrible, it's going to make me look better by comparison, (laughs) so I'm going to have a wonderful time working with them. And I'm just going to be happy to cash the checks. Um, Was that the question? Kind of. Okay. Ask a question. Well, no, it's not really. Okay, so it's not a question, but you've, you've started kind of going into this. Um, I want to do almost not necessarily a word association game, uh-huh. but we'll, uh, I'm going to go through the list of the season eight Queens and just one or two words about what comes to mind when you, when you think of them. So Gila <laughs> monster. <laughs> it's my Alyssa Edwards impression. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll run through these quickly and, uh, you know, we're not, we're not looking for, you know, all the shade. We just, just some, I don't know enough to throw shade yet. So. Good. Good. All right. Well. Then that way, that way, after the season, we'll get you back <laughs> we'll on here. We'll come back we'll... and we'll talk shit about all of them. Yes. All right. So let's go through this list. Acid Betty. Um, I remember her stint on Project Runway, and I think that speaks for itself. All right. Okay. Uh, Bob the Drag Queen, which you mentioned before. Hysterical. Uh, Chi Chi Devane. Pageantry. Okay. Cynthia Lee Fontaine. Tiny. <laughs> Dax exclamation points. Violet Chachki. That's her drag mom. Yes, yes. That's what I see. <laughs> Which is so funny when you, because they, they just so resemble each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she belonged to the milkman. <laughs> uh, Derek Barry. I actually, I'm going to say more than two words about Derek. I love Derek. I met Derek. Um, well, I've met Derek several times throughout the years, but we actually got to sit down and talk to each other when we did the Vegas premiere last year. Mm-hmm. She just showed up, and she and I got along so well. She's so sweet, so well-spoken, so smart, so talented, and I appreciate a girl who realizes what her shtick is and really just kind of adheres to it and hones it and, and makes it work for her. I love her. Awesome. She was super sweet when uh, she was here the last time at Parliament House. Um, we yeah. did a photo op with her, and super, she, super sweet. A doll. Yeah. Uh, Kim Chi. <laughs> she is unintentionally funny in the best way possible. I love her. She's so she's innocent. She's very innocent. Nice. 
Yeah, we're excited because when we when we uh, met and interviewed Trixie last year, she mm-hmm. talked a lot about kimchi. Yeah, so we're looking forward to seeing her. Uh, Layla McQueen. I don't know much about Layla, and I'm actually really excited that I don't because I want to I want to kind of be surprised at least by one or two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, former Miss Continental Nisha Lopez. I love Nisha. That bitch can dance. She is a dancer. Nice technique. Mm. Naomi Smalls. Uh, Naomi is teeny tiny. Teeny tiny Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, Robbie Turner. Robbie is, um, she's campy. She's an old school kind of queen. I mean, everything's very vintage with her, and I really appreciate that. She's very musical theater. I nice. love, love, love that. And that's uh, that's Jinx's drag sister, right? Yeah. Well, I, what I love about Robbie is that she kind of takes the best of Jinx and the best of Bendela Creme and melds them into her own thing. So now you've got the three of them from Seattle, and it's like the perfect trifecta. I love Robbie. Awesome. We're we're going to see Bendela Creme tonight. I'm so excited. Where? Pulse. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll stop by. Probably not. <laughs> and uh, last queen on season eight is Thorgy Thor. I uh, actually got to see Thorgy um, when I was up in New York last year. I get, I'm assuming it was right before they left to film season mm-hmm. eight um, because she was part of um, a group that did a show at the Lori Beachman Theater where I've actually have a residency now um doing all my my crossroads for christ show and my chris mahana kwanzaa spectacular all that kind of stuff um Ooh, so i evidence. got to, <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you um well joan rivers had a residency there and you see how well it worked for her <laughs> um so i saw her and i didn't know who she was but i thought she was very creative very uh funny you know she plays the cello and the violin and so, like she is she's really out of the box with how classically trained she is in many different areas. Um, I think that she's going to really kind of shake it up a little bit Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to see that. Awesome. Cool. Well, we're, we're excited to uh, see how season eight shakes out. So it's coming up. Well, you know, a lot of people had a problem with season seven. They said there wasn't enough drama. And I think that's because if you look at the, the level of competitor that we had on season seven, I'm not talking about any other season. I'm not bringing them to the equation at all, but just on season seven, we were competing at a level where, you know, we all wanted to really win and we all really wanted to show how well we were doing. And the challenges, even if, if people didn't like to watch them, they were really hard. Yeah. So we were just really focused on the competition at hand. And we all, for the most part, genuinely, enjoyed each other's company of course we got under each other's skin because you're in this bubble you know for up to seven eight weeks um but i think that one thing season eight might do that season seven didn't is have uh some more more uh conflicting personalities Mm. so it might be a little more full of drama i don't know i've seen none of it i've heard nothing about it but just knowing the girls that are in the cast that's a lot of big personalities. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of them were clashing instantly. And I'm excited to tune in and see. Awesome. Well, I think that covers uh, 
That covers our, our preview of Season 8 with Ginger Minj. <laughs> Tune in next year for the preview of Season 9 with Ginger Minj. <laughs> and will we still slowly but surely extract more information about what really happened? Mm. Who, girl? Who you hate? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking your time. To, to, you're Thanks so busy. For having me. Thank you so much. It's Thank been you. a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad we ran into each other at Naked Boys Singing to be able to set this <laughs> up. And that's how it. That's how it actually happened. I didn't realize Ginger was back in town, and uh, we were at the the press preview night for Naked Boys Singing at the Parliament House. Well, I just, I was at the point where I was just so run down. I needed a break. And I knew that if I announced on Twitter or Facebook or anything, Mom was coming home for a couple weeks, I wouldn't have gotten the break at all. Yeah. And for the first week, I literally laid in that bed, and I rang that bell. I was like, honey, can you bring me some soup? Can you bring me some Cheetos? (laughs) Nobody was there. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot people work real jobs. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I, um... So, when does the Battle of the Seasons start? Can you tell us that? Um, yeah, well, I'm not doing the entire thing. I'm only doing 50 dates. Mm. Only. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Only 50 dates. They're doing, 50 out of 52? No, because they're doing European bots first. But I'm, I'm flying over to Europe to do a few after parties, but I'm not actually doing Battle of the Seasons. Okay. Um, my stint with Battle of the Seasons starts... Second week of March? I think it's second week of March to the second week of May. But I'm actually doing the Orlando stop. So I'll be here. Um, we're working on something really special for Orlando. Okay. And um, Don't tease us like Detox did. We talked to Detox like a week or two before the Orlando show. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm going to – it's going to be special for Orlando. And then like – I think it was going to be for um, the Snatch Game portion. Uh-huh. And she wasn't one of the three that was used for Snatch Game in Orlando. Uh, no, I already told the producer of the tour, I was like, all of my dancers and my friends, the minks, everybody is in Orlando. So you're going to let us come out here and do our production numbers. Yeah. You're going to let us show you what we do. <laughs> so uh, look for it because I, I think it's going to be good. I think we're going to try to get between 10 and 15 dancers and just do it up like we do at Broadway Brunch every mm-hmm. Sunday. Because y'all make it happen. Yet, we do. Every time you're just like, ooh, they walk it outside. That's because there's no room to walk inside. <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> but you look good, gal. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I know I'm on it for six weeks. Six weeks. And, and we'll be looking for our names on the guest list. Sure. <laughs> Keep looking. <laughs> they don't get, They don't even let me bring myself for free, I'm sure. <laughs> it's produced by Live Nation this year. So they're... Oh. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's that real money. Not for me. <laughs> for them. I'm still working off my debt. I'm trying to pay my taxes. I'm trying to pay off this album. Oh, my God. Um. And that's why it's a $300 VIP package this time around. <laughs> Shit. To pay for one track at a time. <laughs> uh, and then they're talking about adding an Australian leg of the tour afterwards. And I'm going to, I've signed up for that one. So I loved Australia. It was, it was really, really nice. The people there were so nice. And I held a koala bear. That's awesome. And petted a kangaroo. <laughs> it was very touristy. Oh gosh. Okay. So, okay. Thank you once again. Thank you again. It has been 
stellar as always. I look you have forward- a lot of editing to do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I look forward to seeing you hoof it with everybody. I got asthma. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, Can I have a Coca-Cola for the road? Yes, of course. Probably I like how I'm just offering things for Probably sponsored by Coca-Cola. <laughs> with that, listeners... We'll by, be back eventually. Check cola. I won't come to you when I come back in town because they keep yelling at me to do more content, produce more content. No, oh, please. I'm gonna let you press means. record. You just talk to me. Yeah, we're no. here and uh, we're gonna start venturing into doing some video stuff as well. Well, I so. have an idea for a show I want to do, so I'll talk to you about that when you y'all cut. Okay. Well, uh, with that cut. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud, or give us your feedback at nerdyshow.com slash survey. Flame On was produced by Pat O'Rourke, edited by Pat O'Rourke, and special thanks to Pat O'Rourke, not Brian who likes to take the credit for doing what I see is nothing. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks like Twitter, Recon, Scruff, Grinder, Twitter. Did I say Twitter? Did I hit all the major ones? Jacked, like... Hornet, if you're in, uh, like, Southeast Asia. I think that's it. I think I've hit the, maybe one day they'll give me, like, free membership. I'm paying for premium. That's a joke. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.